Hello, and welcome back to the final episode of Season 1 of the 10 in 10 podcast. In this very special episode, we'll be taking a look back at some of the highlights of the first season of this podcast, before the podcast takes a little break and returns in a new financial year. This season has been amazing, and I'd like to especially thank all of our guests who came onto the show and made this all possible. So a big shout out to Fiona, Travis, Brendan, Greg, Monique, Haley, and Mark. Remember, all of their episodes are still available to be streamed from our Spotify whenever you like. Now on with the show. Every episode, I finished our conversation by asking my guests about what they think is the future of CX. So let's take a trip down memory lane and find out what they think. We're on to our last question here. Can you finish this sentence for me? The future of CX is... Now? Now. Interesting. It now, or not something that is going to be coming. It now. Organizations and people capability have to focus in on what that capability is around CX today. You know, a lot of things are happening in the news around around AI products that are bursting bursting into the mainstream. And I know we've heard about a lot of them uh, previously, but you know, they've hit the mainstream now. You've got fourth generation chat GPT, which can do phenomenal things. You know, there's there's a lot of chatter around well, what what is the future of work and 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 what is the role of humans in doing these jobs. And um, you can't AI emotional intelligence. Well, I don't believe so. You can't AI empathy. Um, you can't AI looking at someone in, in in the eyes and 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 telling them that you're listening to them and helping them through a, a problem and finding them a solution. And that's happening today. If you and and if you're not um, and if you're not concentrating on those capabilities today, and you're only focusing on the technical stuff, I you know you're at risk of that piece of technical work perhaps being taken over by an AI. But the actual value add as humans is on the CX, the community engagement, building relationships, building that empathetic understanding of a person's need and the problem to solve. So um, so that's why it's now. We've got to do it now. And from, from board level all the way down to a person who's answers the phones or picks up a shovel, is, is that, that's what you've got to do. Could you try and finish this sentence for me? The future of CX is... The future of CX is unknown. Customer experience now is an accessible thing for lots of different departments and lots of different functions. The reason why I say unknown is... I've always had a fascination of does customer experience just become part of everyone's job or do you always have a function that drives customer experience internally in a corporate like ours? I think the evolutional piece for me is how do you drive customer experience in every role that that is part of your organisation? And so I think companies that make that leap of faith, they go, no, 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 you don't protect the fact that there are you know, six people over there that know customer experience, everyone should know bits of customer experience. So I think it's an exciting time, um, but I think it's a bit of an unknown in terms of that evolution uh, and where does it come? But I just don't know where it's going to land. And I think that's the beauty and the exciting of being in the field of customer experience. I think the potential is untapped and you can go wherever you take it. The future of CX is creating exceptional experiences that fit a hybrid model. So this is where people want to experience both online and offline and how are they different but interchangeable. 
I think that's really the future, especially after COVID and, you know, the experiences that we have right across the world, all varying, obviously. But I think how do we deliver those experiences that are fit for purpose? You know, if you want to go face to face, what is that experience and what does that deliver that digital doesn't? And what does digital deliver that face to face doesn't? And being really clear and, and creating a model that's hybrid where people can choose both for, you know, to get what they need. The future of CX is You know, what I absolutely love about where we're at currently is that it has become an industry and it's something that's cool and that people want to do. And, you know, human-centered service design is a thing. You know, back in the day when I was doing all my stuff, it was either done from the side of your desk as another job or it was something that people didn't value very much. So I absolutely love that, you know, it's now a thing. But I think the opportunity may be squandered if it is just people falling in love with the processes and the tools. I mean, I love a good collaboration session. You know, I love nothing more than journey mapping things along with the rest of them. But I think if you don't take it back to that human aspect, then, you know, you've created the future and and everybody's got it from a human lens. But if you don't know how to then implement that, then nothing changes and it's just been a beautiful pack and some great times sticking post-it notes on a wall. You know, I think that... You know, you asked me the question about what I'd learned in my career and and that's it, right? The future of customer experience is the right mix of technology and people. I think people buy from people. People enjoy uh, enjoy getting serviced from people. Technology is going to allow us to service people faster and allow people to have more information. But the, the human element is never going to go away and it should never go away. And I think uh, if we keep the human element in with technology and have the right balance, you're going to get the best outcome. Absolutely. That that hybrid approach with the uh, efficiency of technology, but still that highly personalized human touch. Okay. Finish this sentence if you can. The, the future of CX is? Exciting. Excellent. Great answer. One, two, three, four. The future of CX certainly is exciting. And I'd say it's in pretty safe hands if our guests have anything to do with it. I'm going to end the episode with some of my favorite moments from the season. Thank you for coming along for the ride. 10 in 10 will be returning in the new financial year, so be sure to stay tuned for a brand new season very soon. If you want to get involved with our next season, reach out to us via email at hello at cxloop.com.au. Bye for now. What is the best CX lesson you've learned, either from Romy or the rest of your career? Actually, I'm going to draw upon something that happened in the last 24 hours here at, here at Knox. But for this example, last 24 hours was was something that that really stuck with me. So we have a, a planned 5G tower uh, from Telstra. Telstra has asked us to to put that in, and this is all freely available information. It's on our Have You Say website, which we we generate this community feedback, and what what eventuated was was a very very strong response for the community, um, particularly for those who do not believe in the benefits of five G, and actually quite the opposite. They think it's quite a, a, a health risk. And it just so happens that in that place, and 
we also have a kindergarten there and we've got quite a number of um, houses around there. And and we did a mail drop of a 500 metre radius. It must have been a couple of hundred houses. And we, we literally had probably 25, 30% almost 40% response rate, those people who arrived. And they were incredibly passionate. Some of them were quite angry. And I stood back and I said, well, this is what it's all about. Standing in front of a crowd who are passionate about their local area, about something that's going to affect their lives and being able to take their feedback, provide that into a council report and ensure that their voices are heard and are appropriately deliberated on in council chambers. That to me is, uh, I think, is 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 a is a privilege to be able to 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 see that, and of course, very honoured for, for for to be in a role that's able to 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 have those processes and be able to help facilitate that feedback for for things that are very passionate in a community into a decision making process, and and thus I think the power of local government and the importance of CX and community engagement is that through that, irrespective of what the outcome will be at the end of May. Uh, we've built up a relationship and trust with those customers, and uh, and 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 that will that will put us in good stead later on. I saw in your LinkedIn bio actually you, you call yourself an eternal optimist. Um, do you think it's important to be optimistic as a CX designer? Yes, categorically yes. If you don't believe in what you do, who else in the organisation will? So I think as a designer, it is my job not to just be a professional and bring an excellence of craft, but to constantly look for the opportunities in which CX design and design thinking can improve what we're doing at the organisation. And and that then bleeds out into an eternal optimism around, this could be better. Uh, How could we improve this? I can help improve this. Let's get together and, and make this a better experience for our members. Which stakeholders? do you find give you the best insights? We have, you know, in excess of 8,000 team members in our stores and they are the most amazing unfiltered uh, stakeholders that you can get. They talk to customers on a day-to-day basis and they hear it on the ground. Now, people might argue that that's an in-store experience and that's something that, um, you know, is one channel for you to understand. However, uh, I'm a big believer that you know, the evolution of mobile phones and the activity of responsive websites and various things means that customers use every channel during their shopping mission. But the unfiltered nature of a store team member being able to say, hey, Tom come into our store and he did this and he couldn't do this and he can do you can't buy that from seeing a customer's feedback on your feedback form or going on to product review and various things. You just don't get that um, content and you don't get that information. So for me, the wonderful team members in our stores across Australia have the most power and the greatest information for you to solve pain points. And I think the the job we have is understanding and unpacking that information so that we can dovetail it into a pain point or a need for customers and then take a step back and look at what channel can solve the problem. The reason why I keep saying unfiltered, people in stores are wonderfully, wonderfully great at telling you how good or bad an experience is quite easily. Telling it how it is. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. What would be your definition of good CX design? A lot of people talk about the sort of invisible experience and that being good design. And I think that there's a lot to be said for that. You know, when we do our research, there are some data points that clients give us you know, can't remember kind of scores too. And I'm happy with that because that indicates we're doing something well. 
But I think for me, good CX also needs to take in the needs of the employees. That's quite often forgotten or, or overlooked. So you can make a fantastic change, but if your employees don't understand the why or the role that they play and how they then bring that to life, then it just becomes a great idea, right? So I think um, really understanding how your employees interact with whatever that CX is and you know the role that they play is crucial, I think. Employee satisfaction seems to be a really huge part of your, your company culture at Mate Mobile. Um, I believe you even said that one of your aunties even cooks lunch for everyone on a regular basis. Um, Absolutely. So, <laughs> yeah, I was just yeah. wondering if I could get your thoughts on the relationship between good employee experience and good yeah. customer experience. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think, uh, you know, like if I go back to the auntie story, we're Italian, right? So we know how to eat. We know we know good food, I think. And and I think hopefully a lot of people understand Italian food. But, you know, the food is the centre the centerpiece of our family gatherings for, for for our whole life. And when we were in my auntie's backyard, she used to cook for us, as as, as you would as an auntie or, or as via, as we call them in the Italian culture. Uh, and when we moved, the, uh, the biggest thing that kept us all in, a, in you know, that put us all together at lunchtime was my auntie's cooking and so we said we can't we can't we cannot take my auntie with us and so we took our auntie with us we built her a kitchen in our new office and and now she um, cooks food for 130 plus people that you know and obviously a lot of them aren't family anymore but um I think the, the biggest, I think culture in the business definitely represents the type of service that you give customers. If you've got a good culture and people are happy, they're going to be happy delivering, um, you know, service to our customers as well. And I think what, we, what we've delivered is a, a truly family culture. Um, when you think about the owners of the business, it's cousins and brothers. Think about the first, about 30 people that work here are either siblings, cousins, uh, or even um, in extended friends, and so it is a purely a, a family culture, and we've we've got each other back all the time, right? And I think if I if I look at some of the the awards around customer service and some of the things that we deliver, it comes from the feeling great in the business. If you feel great, you deliver great service. I mean, if you look at customer service, no one's ever going to ring you to say, "Hey, my internet's working great, thank you." They're only going to ring you with a problem, right? And so every single service call is going to be somebody with an issue and you need to have the right frame of mind to deliver an outcome and sure we don't always get it right but i think if we keep the culture that we have and uh and and the way we treat our staff is all about how we deliver uh, we can have all the fancy tools in the world right uh, it doesn't mean that the, that the person on the end of the phone is gonna uh, is gonna give the great service and i think that's where the cultural part comes in one two three